Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 17th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy to be back here with you on a Thursday. Going to run through a couple quick things today. Uh, talk a little bit about that Mario Zonia report that came out. Uh, you know, still not quite sure what to make of it, but... Uh, something to talk, something quick to talk about real fast here. Then we're going to continue our look at history, and I'm going to relate uh, the Magic's current search for a star to to what they've had to do, to what they've had to do in their past uh, as our our latest installment of our countdown up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com uh, really talks about some established players who kept the ship steady even after the Magic lost their stars or even after the Magic were struggling. Uh, with uh, with losing an all-star in one form or another. But before we get going, I do want to remind everyone that you can download the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you can subscribe and download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure also to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. I will not be doing a Facebook Live on Thursday this week, but be sure to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Pods. Be sure to like it, number one. And be sure to check it out throughout the day for Facebook Lives from uh, several of the po- several of the hosts involved on the Locked On Podcast Network. There is a Locked On Podcast for your favorite NBA team and your favorite NFL team as well as the NFL season is getting closer and closer. Remember, it is uh, your team every day. So they're, they're, obviously we're in kind of the dead point of the season, so there's not a lot of news trickling out, but there was something interesting that came across my desk that deserves at least a little bit of comment or, or a little bit of analysis and discussion, and that is uh, this this little thing that came across. Mario Zonia gave an interview to uh, a newspaper in his hometown of. Du- uh, du- du- I want to make sure I get this pronounced correctly, so let me make sure I am seeing it. Dubrovnik, Croatia. Uh, he, he pretty much told them, and and my translations are a little has hazy uh, because I was using Google Translate. But essentially, he said he had uh, some type of tendon issue, I believe, in his knee or Achilles, or near his Achilles. Uh, He had some type of injury issue that really slowed him down throughout the year. His plan this summer was actually to play in Eurobasket for Croatia, but his injury, which just never really healed even during the Magic season, uh, just never, it never got better. And so he decided to, or he was kind of forced to skip Eurobasket, which begins, of course, August 31st. Um, and Sonia right now is training in Los Angeles, it appears. Um, he's, I think he's been splitting time between Orlando and Los Angeles. There's some video of him doing some of that training. So he's at least healthy enough to be out on the court. But this is definitely a, a big, not a big development, but at least provides some type of explanation for why Hazonia played and struggled so much last year. Last season, Hazonia 
did not look anywhere near the player that was drafted fifth overall in, in any sense of the word. He averaged just 4.9 points per game on 29.9% shooting from beyond the arc. He appeared in only 65 games and averaged about 14.8 minutes per game in those appearances. He started the year in the rotation, but really about two, two and a half weeks into the season, he was out of the rotation and never really regained his spot. And if this if this injury, no matter what it was, was really slowing him down both on his ability to defend and affecting his three-point shot, that would certainly explain a lot. Because the truth of the matter is, when it came to Mario Hazonia, he was not earning his minutes. He did not deserve to be out there. Now, young player, I, you know, your team's out of the playoff race, certainly should have tried. Uh, Frank Vogel threw him in there at the end of the season. He threw him in there at the four, and a lot of the reason was defensively they were kind of trying to hide him. Just didn't have the lateral quickness to guard twos and threes, and this would be a, a, a reason why that was the case. Um, there, there are a few other items in the, in that interview. If you want to check check it out, I, I have some transcriptions up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, but it, it definitely adds to the urgency, I think, for Hazonia this this season. Mario Hazonia is gonna have to fight to get into the rotation. He is not going to be given anything just because he's the fifth overall pick. Doesn't mean he is a shoe in to get minutes. At the wing positions, at his two positions, shooting guard and small forward, you got Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, Jonathan Simmons, Aaron Aflalo. All four of those guys are going to demand playing time. Plus, and I didn't even mention this, Wesley Awundu is sitting there too, second round pick. Those are, That's a lot of guys that Hazonia is fighting for minutes. And someone's not going to get their minutes here. You got two, two, four spots, four guys, five guys. Someone's going to be left out. It's a long NBA season. Hazonia will get his chance, I'm sure. But he's got to prove himself in training camp this year. He cannot have a bad training camp. He's got to prove that he belongs and make Vogel's decision hard, or at least be part of the conversation. At this point, Hazonia is only part of the conversation because of the pick attached to his name. I'm fairly certain the Magic will pick up his team option before the season begins. But... Bad training camp, they may they may just cut their tie, cut ties with them and move on. It's different different uh, management group too. So Hazonia has his work cut out for him, and he needs to be healthy to do it. Because obviously, when he wasn't healthy last year, if, if this is the case, he didn't play very well. So he's got to be healthy to have any type of chance of carving out an NBA career at this point. Um, you know, who knows what really happened last year? There definitely certain seemed to be some problems. Um, even despite all this, Hazonia did win the Magic's Iron Magic Award. He was one of the best weight room workers. It just never translated to the court. So whatever he's whatever he's doing, he he told the, the 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 newspaper in Croatia that he is going undergoing a special treatment to try and to try and fix it because it just just would not feel right or would not heal last year. So it seems like Hazonia is doing his work to get better, get healthy for the season coming up, and and if he can turn things around. That would be a huge boost to the Orlando Magic. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. 
All right, let's uh, dive back in then. We are back at our, uh, our our look at Orlando Magic History on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. This week we are ranking all 28 teams in Magic History. We are getting into the top 10. We'll have the top 6 for you tomorrow, and I'll talk a little bit more about some of those teams more specifically. I've been trying to hit more themes here on the podcast. You can go back and you can go on OrlandoMagicDaily.com and read the full write-ups and synopsis of the teams, including our full rankings. And today, I want to talk about how the Magic have responded to losing their stars in the past. And, and, and how they both handled it well and struggled with it. Because right now, the Magic are still dealing with the aftermath of it. And, and like I said on a podcast earlier this week, the Magic have never had to do what they've done right now. They've never had to start completely from scratch. When they got Shaq, they had Nick Anderson, they were still kind of an expansion team. It was no big deal. When they lost Penny in 1999, they were planning to go to the lottery, but they were going for free agency and they got Tracy McGrady fairly quickly. When they lost T-Mac, they got the number one pick and drafted Dwight Howard. They've never really had to search and find a star. In fact, all the Magic's all-stars were either drafted or signed in free agency. Drafted with the number one pick, mind you, or number three pick in Hardaway's case, or signed in free agency with clear all-star ambition. Really, I, th- I would say the only all-star the Magic quote-unquote discovered was Tracy McGrady, who averaged 16 points per game coming from Toronto, upped it to 23 his first year in Orlando, and became a superstar from there. Every other Magic all-star was a number one pick or Penny Hardaway being the number three pick. Uh, scratch that, sorry. Richard Lewis, Jameer Nelson, I forgot you guys. I'm sorry. So, there you go. So, the Magic, after losing their stars, have always kind of had a contingency plan in place. When they lost Shaq, they still had Penny. When they lost Penny... They were willing to rebuild, but they didn't. They ended up not having to. They got they got the free agencies they they, they got the free agents they wanted. When they lost T Mac, they got Dwight. When they lost Dwight, they didn't have that contingency in place. They couldn't. They didn't have a second All Star on the team because Jameer Nelson wasn't a perennial All Star. They didn't have the flexibility or the cap room to go after another free agent that summer. They had to start from scratch, and unlike the other times. The Magic have had to start from scratch or had to rely on on the lottery. They didn't get their star. Victor Oladipo didn't really blossom into the star everyone hoped he could. Aaron Gordon is still figuring out who he is, and and he might reach that level. I'm I'm not going to put it past him. Mario Azonia, we just talked about him. And so the Magic, five years, their longest drought without an all-star, their longest drought outside without a playoff appearance, Five years after losing Dwight Howard, they're still looking to find the face of their franchise. They didn't have that second player or that, you know, when the Magic were without Grant Hill, they always had Tracy McGrady to carry the load. The Magic don't have that guy to carry the load. There's no one that's necessarily on the marquee for the Magic right now. And that's plainly seen on the schedule where the Magic only have three national television appearances and, if I'm not mistaken, are one of two teams 
or one of, or the only team that do not appear on ESPN or TNT this year. All their games are on NBA. All their national TV games are on NBA TV. I can't blame them. I can't blame the the, the schedule makers for doing it that way. So who is the face of the magic? Who is the guy that fans are coming to see? If there's a, if, as much as anything, I think a lot of the frustration with the Magic is, yeah, the losing. But a lot of that losing comes from not having that marquee set. Evan Fournier is a great scorer. Nikola Vucevic is a great scorer. But we know who they are. We know what kind of players they are. Jonathan Isaac's a really raw rookie. A lot of people want to believe that he can become that player, and I think he might be able to. But I'm not banking on it yet. I'm not pushing him to that level this season, his rookie year. He's he's not that guy yet. I think, from a marketing standpoint for sure, they'd love for Aaron Gordon to reach that level. Because, obviously, he's the most famous Magic player from his dunk contest exploits. But he's got to prove it on the court more consistently. A lot of the questions, and I thought Corey Hudson of, of Orlando Pinstripe posted a really good job painting the pessimistic and the optimistic view for the Magic this season on Orlando Pinstripe Post because you can read both of those and believe both of them because so much is up in the air with this team. And I think a lot of the predictions you're going to begin seeing coming out about the NBA and about the Magic, those those predictions are going to be tough on the Magic because of all that uncertainty. There is no one player on this team that anyone can rely on consistently. Not at the highest levels. Not at the levels to make you say, oh, they can compete for the playoffs. I think the Magic have the collective talent to do so, but we said that last year too. And they couldn't put the pieces together right. And I think that's that's a, that's a major point that we have to really think about and consider. To be sure, the next phase for the Magic might very well be finding that star. There are some quasi-stars, some guys who you you can see that consistency from, available on the market, on the trade market. Your Reggie Jacksons, your Eric Bledsoe, maybe your Brandon Knights. Kyrie Irving too, I guess. There are players that do fit that bill, that would help the Magic immediately. Fill that star gap. They might put a ceiling on your team, mind you, but they'd add some consistency to the team that, that that's much needed. At this point, it's unclear what direction the Magic will go. Like I've said numerous times on here, I get the feeling that the new management wants to wait and see everything. They want to check everything out, and they're willing to be patient. So they're not going to push anything too fast or too hard. If an opportunity comes around that they like, that they believe in, they will pursue it. You know, rumors were the Magic were were fishing around for Reggie Jackson last year. They didn't want him. We don't know, of course, how these guys feel, but it's, it's always about the right opportunity. The other question then, of course, is how patient are fans willing to be? Are they going to be willing to be patient another year. Is is the right strategy to just see how things play out and not make those kinds of moves, not try and find that star, believing that 
worst case scenario, we're tanking and another top-heavy draft and we can get a really good player. There are some really good players at the top of this draft. Those are the big questions, I think, surrounding the future of this team. They've got to find their star. One way or another, they've got to find their star. That's the only way this team's going to be able to move forward and create a stable future. And that's something Rob Hennigan couldn't do in the last five years. And that's still a question that we're asking today. And it's a question the Magic have never had to ask for this long before. And you can see kind of the inexperience in handling it with this franchise so far. We'll see how they handle it again this year and see if anyone steps up and changes that narrative and becomes the face of the franchise. Short episode today, but I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Tomorrow, we will name our top team in Orlando Magic history, uh, or as Orlando Magic Daily makes the, makes the, uh, makes the call there. Uh, I will tell you my list tomorrow as well, or I'll tell you uh, what I think about our list and, and, and where it comes down, because I do like to believe I'm something of a magic historian, but uh, we'll, we'll, let that, we'll let that debate go for now. Um, uh, so be on the lookout for that. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Stitcher, tune in so you can get it downloaded automatically onto your podcast-enabled listening device uh, and get it uh, once it's available. You can check out the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. That's philip with one l r r underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily and like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. That's going to do it for me today. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.